Good morning. It is such a privilege and an honor, as always, to come and share God's word with you. If you don't mind, please let us open in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. If you're there, say amen. Great. I'm going to read from the NIV version. Blind Bartimaeus receives his sight. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his side and followed Jesus along the road. Let us close our eyes and pray. Father, we want to thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. Your word is what we hold on to, Lord, no matter what. And Father, as we unpack and as we look into your word this morning, I pray that each ear, each heart here this morning, each person, Lord, under this voice would respond nothing else but to you, Lord, as you speak to us this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. The title of my message this morning is Seize Your Divine Moments. Seize Your Divine Moments. Now, we have just read on the blind Bartimaeus who was a beggar. And I want to give a little bit of background of who Bartimaeus was. Bartimaeus was in a condition where in the day, if you were blind, if you were lame, if you were sick, if you had any leprosy, or anything that was infectious, and people would look down on you because of your condition. Unlike, in the old, unlike today, in the olden days, it was not possible for you to be part and a proactive part of society, simply because of you had something wrong with you physically. Normally, people like that, they would be considered to be unclean, filthy, the low lives of the day. And so, Bartimaeus is this type of a person who, when he heard that Jesus was coming, he thought he's going to do something else, even though he was on the outskirts of society. He was, no, he was nobody. He was nothing. He was a beggar. And there was nothing that he could do about his condition. But Tamias was just like that person where when they see them, they feel pity for them. Not compassion, they feel pity for them. It's like, oh, shame. And so he was in that place where he is nobody. He's on the outskirts of society. 
But it's interesting. We are told that his name is Batamias, son of Timias. Have you ever wondered why is that? I mean, for example, we don't know the name of the woman with issue of blood. We don't know the name of the woman at the well. We don't know the boy that Jesus healed from the evil spirit. We don't know many names of the people that were healed by Jesus. But this one appears in all the Gospels. Batemius appears as Batemius, the son of Timius. There must have been something about him that qualified that his name be put down there. It must have been that maybe or perhaps his family was a family that had influence in the community. Perhaps he was, his dad was known to be someone of a certain class. And so we are told that his name is Batamia, son of Timias. So something is special about him. Something else about Batamias is the fact that he is sitting on the roadside. Now, we might battle and we might think, ah, oh, but how does that look like? We don't see that today because we have advanced. People with uh, disabilities are now taken in to society. They have other roles to play. And so, in his condition, where he's filthy, where he's low, where he's seen as an outcast in society, he realizes that his chances of a better life are slim to none. But Batamius seizes this opportunity. To seize your divine moment is to take hold of that which God has set for you. That's what it actually means. And so I would like, if you don't mind, I would like to illustrate the condition where Batamius was in when Jesus was coming by and when he was sitting on the roadside. We are told that he, had a, he was sitting down and he had his robe on. My wife said that when I was practicing at home that I must put it on like this. Like this. See, I'm struggling. Because he's the one who put it on me. Okay. But Tamias was sitting like this, begging. Every single day. He couldn't see. He was blind. The whole time as he was begging on the outskirts of society, the Bible says that he, every single day, sitting there, begging. And he heard there was a large crowd moving by. And you can imagine people were surrounding Jesus. There was large crowds People were shouting, people were talking, Jesus, Jesus, please, listen to, please, you this favor, please. Everybody was screaming. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's leaving Jericho. Apparently, this pathway was a very narrow path. So there wasn't room for much. But Batamias is sitting there, and he hears this commotion going on, and he's blind. You see, but Tamias, in this condition, he must have heard Jesus at one point. Jesus must have went past him in one point. 
he must have heard also something about Jesus. He must have heard all the stories of Jesus healing people, of Jesus raising the dead, of Jesus delivering people from evil spirits. He must have heard this. And so, somewhere there, he decided, I'm going to do something about this. And so, Batemius heard this. He heard something. What are we learning from Batemius on how to seize our divine moments? What do we learn from him about how to seize our divine moments? First of all, as I've already said, he heard. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of of God, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. He heard, he heard, and hearing sparked faith in him. And he thought to himself, next time when I hear that Jesus is close by, I am not going to miss my opportunity. I'm going to take hold of it. Are you here this morning? And you've heard something from the Lord. Are you here this morning and God is busy saying some things to you? Are you here this morning and you say, Lord, I want to hear what you have to say? I would like to encourage you, listen to what the Lord wants to say to you. Take heed in what he wants to to say to you. Be like Batamias in his condition when he heard that Jesus was passing by. He didn't let this opportunity pass him by. Because he knew if Jesus passes me by, this might just be the last time that I hear that he was close by. So Batamias teaches us that we are to hear what the Lord says. We are to take the things that he has said and live that faith out. So Batamias heard that there was a large crowd. Even though he was blind and he couldn't see, he could hear that Jesus is close by. And so he heard that there was Jesus close by. And so, what does he do when he hears that Jesus is close by? He doesn't just stop there. He determined in his heart He determined in his heart, I am going to do something about this time where Jesus is passing by. I'm going to grab hold and take hold of this moment. Let me try and do it again. He's still on the floor sitting and he heard that Jesus is passing by. But not only that, he 
takes hold of this opportunity. He says, I'm determined that this time I'm going to do something about it. He shouts because he, he, he can see that he can almost in his mind see that he, he can't get to Jesus. There's no way. He, there's just too much going on. There's just too much commotion. He can't get to Jesus. So he shouts, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that people around him, there's in other versions, it says that they scolded him. It means they looked down at him, they, they said to you, that they said to him, shut up. You're making noise. You're irritating. You're on the outskirts of society. You're nobody, you're nothing. Shut up. The Bible says that he shouted all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says, if you read it in the Message Bible, it says that Jesus stopped dead in his tracks. He stopped. He heard that cry. Hey, let me tell you, if you are here and you are screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He hears you and he stops dead in his tracks. My daughter, my son is calling out to me. I have to do something about this. Jesus stops dead in his tracks, surrounded by this large crowd. There's commotion, narrow street. He, Jesus, apparently, this might be one of his last miracles because he's going to die in Jerusalem. And so he stops and he says, call him. Now listen to a joke. The same people who were saying, shut up, be quiet. You're nobody, you're nothing, you're making noise. They say to him, cheer up. He's calling you. I like it when, how it says it in, in the Message Bible. You are lucky. <laughs> you are lucky, he's calling you. Get up. Verse 51 is even more beautiful. It says that the blind man threw his cloak aside. He rose up. Ah, man, this is my opportunity. <laughs> Going, ah, this is my chance. I'm seizing my moment. He gets up. And he, though he cannot see, though he doesn't know where Jesus or how far he is, he starts to, he starts to walk and, and feel his way around. He is determined. He is determined to get to Jesus. Can I tell you this morning? Do not let situations, circumstances, or people looking down upon you deter you from reaching that which God has set for you. Do not let that stop you from reaching that which God has set before you. He heard, he determined, and now he's going through, he's looking, he's feeling his way through. He gets to Jesus. He gets to Jesus and he gets there and you can imagine now the crowd is quiet. Everybody is expectant now. Hey, today we want to see. Can Jesus do it this time? Ha! Can Jesus do it this time? We're going to see this. It's quiet. The blind man is feeling his way through the crowd. He gets there. Jesus takes the opportunity to ask him 
to ask him a question. What do you want me to do for you? Yo. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus does something that even today, for me, it, it, it just baffles me. It blows me away. But can't Jesus see the man is blind? How? <laughs> the man is blind, but Jesus assumes nothing. Jesus reaches out to each one of us. When we come to him, he assumes nothing, even though he knows all things. Make your request known to God, for he cares for you. Make your request known to God. Jesus assumes nothing. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? While I was preparing this message and I got through this um, part in the scripture, I felt the Lord saying that in the service, we are to take a moment for each one of us. And focus on him. And so I would like to ask you, if you don't mind, that you would just bow your head and close your eyes and I want us to take this opportunity as I, as I felt when I was preparing. Are you finding yourself in a place, in a space where you feel, Lord, I'm determined. I've heard what you've done, but I'm determined to get to you. I'm determined to reach to you because only you have the answer. And for each one of us, it may be different. For some of us, it's work-related. Some of us, it's finance-related. Others, it's health-related. Others, it's relationally with a child, with a partner, with a family. And you find yourself in a place where you're saying, Lord, if you can just do this, one thing for me. So I would like to take this opportunity and just if you can imagine with me, if the Lord were to come in this auditorium right now and he would come in and he would look at you and you would look at him, what is his facial expression? What does he what does he say to you. If he stands in front of you right now and he asks you, he asks you a question and he says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you say to him? I want you to take just a few seconds. What does he say to you? If you can just say it just loud enough for you to to say, Lord, I ask, and you, you can say what is it that you ask of him. What are you asking of him?
what is his answer to you as you ask of him? What is his answer to you? You see, the Lord's heart is, is he longs for a relationship with us. He longs to walk with us. He wants to be Lord of our lives. He also wants to be in a relationship with us. Thank you, Father, that this morning you are, you are speaking with each one of us. What do you want? What do we want you to do for us? What is the cry of our hearts, Lord? Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to encourage you. If the Lord said something to you, please write it down. Make it a note on your smart device. Go home. Think about it. Look at it again. You see, this heart is that you may be in a relationship with him. And so, going back to our story of the blind beggar called uh, Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus gets to Jesus and he says, Jesus asked him a question. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking. And so the man answers Jesus and he says, Lord, I want to see. Lord, I want to see. Jesus doesn't pray hard. He doesn't try and make a show of it. He says to the man, go, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. And then the Bible says that the man's eyes were open and he rejoiced, he glorified God. What do we learn from this? We learn some 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Where do we delight ourselves? In the Lord. Nothing else but in the Lord. And as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our, our hearts. Some people may say here, I've made the request before the Lord. I haven't received anything from him. I've asked the Lord, nothing has changed. I've asked the Lord for this and this and this, and Lord, I haven't seen any difference in my situation. I love what that scripture says. Delight yourself in the... Where does it start? In our relationship with, with the Lord. And so we pursue God not only for what he can do for us. We pursue the Lord for also who he is. His love for us. What he has done for us. We are called to far more than just what we request from the Lord. We are called to be in this relationship with the Lord, to walk with the Lord. 
to be in a place where sometimes we are challenged and we are crying out for God. But Tamias heard, he determined, he made his request, and the Lord granted his request. And so I want to encourage you this morning, where you feel that I've made requests and the Lord hasn't answered yet, I would like to encourage you, knock and keep on knocking. Cry out to him and keep on crying out. God is merciful. God is gracious. He wants you to know that right where you are, he is there with you. Right where you are, he hears your cry. If God or Jesus can stop for a blind man who was screaming for him, he can stop also for you. And so cry out to him. Do not stop until you get answer from him. And that's what we are encouraged in the word to keep doing. The blind man, the Bible says that he received his sight. He received his sight. And he was excited. He glorified God. But Jesus said something to him, if you can read it again in the lines. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. Go means Han, Tamaya, out of here, go. You got what you wanted. The man doesn't go. The Bible says that after he received, he followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. He followed Jesus. If I, <laughs> I, can, I, I, can, I can tell you now from my side, if I could see after Jesus praying for me and he said, you can go, no strings attached, <laughs> I am out of there. I'm going to show everybody who thought I can never rise to this level of society. I'm going to get out of there. I'm going to get to be sure that you see me and you know that I'm there. Can you see? I can see you. Hmm? I can see you. I can see you. I'm here now. And so I've, it's amazing that this blind man, he doesn't go out and he pursues his own thing. He felt like his life, the way that the Lord has taken him through so much, he felt like God owns my life. That I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow him with everything. You see, when we follow the Lord, we get God's benefit. When we follow him, no matter how difficult it may be, we get what he has for us. Sometimes we just want to follow, not because of we get something, but here he follows the Lord into Jerusalem. He goes with him. He's showing his gratitude to the Lord. The Bible says that we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving, with praises on our lips. 
When we say, Lord, we want to follow you, let us have gratitude in our hearts. Let us have thanksgiving on our lips towards the Lord. Let us follow him with all of our hearts. Let us walk with him. Let us say, God, no matter what happens, it may be difficult, but as long as I'm with you, I know I'm going to get there. Perhaps you are stuck in a situation now, and you're going, God, I cannot get through this. This is an obstacle for me. This is a hurdle that I would like to get over, but I can't, Lord. I have challenges following you, Lord. I have challenges because of I have these questions, because of I have this situation. I would like to encourage you this morning. Jesus says, said in his word that he has overcome the world. And if he has overcome and he is in you, you will also overcome. Because greater is he that is in you than the one in this world. Be in a place where you follow him no matter what. Now, this, I'm not talking about blind faith following just because of the sake of, but always measure it and say, how much has God come through in my life? If I were to put it on scale, God has come through in my life time and time and time and time again. And we must not let disappointments, circumstances and challenge to take that from us. Because our hope is in him. Our hope is in him. So let us recap. Batamias is on the carpet. He hears about Jesus. Do you have a word from him? Have you heard something about the Lord? Have you responded to what he said to you? He determined that no matter what, he's going to cry out to the Lord and reach out to him until the Lord responds to him. He made his request known to the Lord because he knew this might just be my last opportunity. He didn't ask for anything else but for his heart's cry. What is your heart's cry this morning? And we took a time to pray and to write it down. I would like to encourage you to please go and relook at what the Lord said to you. He received what he asked for. Perhaps you are here this morning and you say, I haven't received what I have asked for. I haven't received what I asked the Lord to do for me. We are called that even though we haven't received, we are to keep on asking. We are to keep on persevering. We are to keep on being persistent and ask of him until he answers. Who else is our hope? It's only the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. The blind man received. He took his moment and he received. He followed Jesus. Many would have left and gone on to do their own thing. But he didn't do that. He followed Jesus. 
He went with him. Let us continue to follow Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I would encourage you, be a follower of Jesus. Because with him, there's life. With him, there's hope. With him, there's an answer. Be the follower of Jesus. So I wonder, do you have moments that perhaps you feel you have missed? Your divine moments, setups that God had created for you, and you feel that you have missed these opportunities. And you feel like, I I just want one more chance, Lord. I'm going to cry out to you. I'm going to seize this moment. I'm going to take hold of this moment. Whether relationship-wise, personal life, whatever situation, financially, wherever you find yourself, will there be an opportunity where you seize this moment? The moments that God say, now it's the time. Go for it. Get it. I want it that you get hold of this opportunity. The blind man made his cry to the Lord. And I would like for us to stand. You would know where you are with the Lord in the time where you find yourself in. And no matter what has taken place, may you cry out to him. Be real, be full of faith, and believe that he will answer your request as you cry out to him. May you seize your divine moments when they come. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that in this time we learn from blind Bartimaeus that we can seize our divine moments. When we take courage to step out, Lord, to be determined to grab hold of that which you have for us, Lord. I pray for each heart this morning that the things that they may not have seen before, Lord, the moments that you have put out for them, that each one who's here today will take hold of their divine moments, that they may never miss out what you have for them. Father, I pray for those who may be here disheartened, discouraged, and feeling like, I've done all that, but I haven't seen anything yet. Lord, I pray that you will refresh them, give them new hope, that they would put their faith in you, that no matter what, they would put their faith in you. In Jesus' name, because you have shown yourself time and time again. You don't change, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And we pray, Lord, that our eyes would be on you. In Jesus' name. Let me pray a prayer of 
a blessing over you. May the God of grace, may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may his guidance in our lives and in our journey with him continue as we look up to him, as we walk with him, as we depend on him. God, in our lives, may you bring the glory because only you are worthy of it all. And so, Father Lord, we speak your blessing. We pray that, Lord, we will be representatives of who you are in the world around us. May our lives be that light that shines and makes a difference. May your favor be upon us, Lord. May what we put our hands on be successful because you are with us. In the name of Jesus, we dedicate our lives and we give them to you again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.